Hello, my beautiful friends. In today's episode, I'm going to address loneliness. Why? Well, clearly we are in 2020 and this has been predictably the year of lonely. And in recent research I have done in some of my specific alcohol-related groups, that's one of the biggest issues that people are fearful of moving into the holidays. So before we get started, I want to thank you for listening. And if you haven't yet, would you just please click pause and head into your iTunes and give us a five-star rating and write a review. Why do we need you to do this? Well, it's so that the podcast can go further and it can be noticed and that more and more women can hear it. This is free content for anyone and we love taking the time and sharing. So let me read a review from Miss Melissa Pennell. She says, I love the way I feel after listening. More relaxed, peaceful, and hopeful. Highly recommended. Thank you so much for that. And what more would we want than to feel relaxed and peaceful and hopeful? And that's the reason why I read that review today. Because loneliness stinks. And we also have a choice to begin working through it. So hang on, sisters. Hey, sister. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi. I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. All right, so like I said in the intro, we're dealing with 2020, right? This is just a tough year, and I have done some own some of my own research in some of the groups because let me tell you why I do this. Now, this is something that all of mentors and coaches will tell you as you're growing to do something called market research. And basically, what does that mean? That means go out into the areas where you think that your specific seeker is, and that's you. What are you seeking to learn from me? I'm not talking to a 50-year-old male from Alabama. I know You are a woman, and you are my person. So I go to places that I know that you are. You're in other alcohol-related groups. You're probably in some health forums, fitness groups, even in some religious and spirituality-type groups. And I just like to learn so that I can make sure that I'm bringing you content that's going to help you. I'm not just on here just to show up and chat about just anything. Now, there are going to be some fun episodes and some things that are super lighthearted, but then I really want to be able for you to walk away each week with either something to really deeply think about and process or something to truly take action on 
And then to leave you in a place of like, hey, what do I do next? So that was one of the biggest things was loneliness. Um, My question to a group was, listen, what are you most concerned about moving forward headed into the holidays? And I would say there was probably maybe 80 to 100 comments on there. And let me just throw out a guess, 60 or more percent was about loneliness, okay? And there's deep-rooted loneliness. There's times throughout life where we have seasons, right? Um, I have experienced that myself. I think there's times when we all have a battle of loneliness. But what I want to talk about here is some really some heavy stuff, but mostly even just this year kind of stuff. This this does apply to so many um, situations throughout the year, but this year's really big, obviously. There's no joke, right? So I looked at some stuff. I love Psychology Today. It is a great resource for some of the really like straightforward, whether it be definitions, diagnosis, very much scientifically based, like what's going on. So I have a little info from them and then just gathering some ideas um, from other sources and then just some things I've added in to where I can think we can at least get started. Is this going to be your be all end all? This is the strategies to take to combat loneliness. No, I don't think that that is possible to have a checklist or or boxes to go through just for that. But it is a start It is progress, and that's what we're always working towards, right? So Psychology Today states that though our need to connect is innate, which I do believe that, many of us frequently feel like we're alone. Loneliness is the state of distress or discomfort that results when one perceives a gap between their desires for social connection and the actual experiences of it. Even some people are, who are surrounded by others throughout the day or in a long-lasting marriage still experience deep loneliness. Research suggests that loneliness poses serious threats to well-being as well as long-term physical health. And what makes it so insidious? It hides in plain sight. It's not like smoking, obesity, or things that you can see on the outside. It's typically not seen as a threat, even though it takes a greater toll on our well-being. In addition to being more susceptible to viruses, it also increases our risk of dementia. Okay, so that's some of the things like truly, physically, mentally, that's what's going on. And we know this is real. And you may be sitting there like, well, I know that. That's why I'm here. I know that this is what I'm experiencing. And we've seen it show up in statistics. As of April of this year, 2020, the number of U.S. adults experiencing depression symptoms has tripled. And seriously, obviously, depression and loneliness go hand in hand. Can you have one without the other? I think that there are other things that cause depression for sure. But I feel like if there's loneliness involved it will lead you to depression. And once again, like anything else, there's a spectrum. 
there can be mild depression to extremely severe, just like anything else, just like the whole alcohol conversation. There's not just one in-the-box description or type. So always, always have that at the top of mind. So what do we do? You want some helpful tips on combating loneliness? Now, I believe that these are able to be put in a checklist, but they're not something that you go, oh, there we go. Check that one off. I want you to write these down and I want you to take the time to write out every single thing that your brain can come up with. This is what we do here. We are working through not only mindset work here, but that's part of it is when we do that, we have to take action. So I want you to get out a notebook, write these tips down, and then leave plenty of space underneath for you to actually take the action. Because just listening, pulling in information is good, but what's going to make it great is when we implement it and we take action. I spent much time just learning about, hearing about, oh, that's a new bit of really cool information, even if it's alcohol-related, personal growth-related, spiritually-related, but it wasn't until I took the time to dig deeper, to write it down, to take action, is when my life began to shift, all right? So here's number one. Here's some helpful tips on combating loneliness. Number one, simple. Acknowledge it. Do a daily check-in. So what does this look like? Well, for me, it looks like tapping into what's going on, checking in with myself throughout the day. How's my energy? What am I thinking about today? What does my mood appear like? What am I grateful for? What is aggravating or agitating me right now? And then at the end of the day, just really looking throughout the day and writing down my pure gratitude for the day. And then also writing down things that what could I have handled a little bit better? What are some things that I chose to say or do today that I could improve on? And then that starts to shift your mind looking for solutions, ladies. You know, there's, there is a time to vent. There is a time to pour out your pain. And then there's a time to literally buckle up, strap your boots on, so to speak. I'm all about tying some really good fitness shoes on and get into business. Number two, dig into your affirmations and truth. Write them down or speak them out loud. And I've, I think I've touched on this before. And if I haven't, let me just say a little bit about it. I'm not talking about your Pinterest cutesy, frou-frou affirmations. Those typically don't work for true transformational change. They're great. They sound awesome. I can talk awesome about myself. I can celebrate myself. But what I mean by this is like digging deep. Who does God say you are? What has he uh, told you that you're, you're here for? If you don't even know that, sometimes the calling is not clear, but his will is. And if we walk in his will, then we begin to see his call. Okay? Dig into that. 
It can be affirmations and truths. It can be just straight up scripture. If you're not even sure what you can say right now, but you are a believer, do you believe the word of God? Because that's where, you know, where I would start. If you do believe it, then there's your, there's your answer. It's right there in front of you and you can write it down. If for some reason you don't believe it yet, I believe that one day your eyes will be opened and you'll be able to. And even if you don't, you know what I believe? I believe God created you for a relationship with him. And if you haven't got there yet, that's okay. He is still there and he is still available for you. And you are still chosen and you are still beautiful and you're enough and you can conquer all things in his strength. What is that for you? What are these affirmations? What are these truths? Number three, move, stay active. We've talked about this several times. This is a key component. Once again, you don't have to do something super crazy, boot camp, crazy marathons. Listen, you move your body, just move. Is it going for a walk? Do you go to the gym? Can you go to the gym? You know, we're still in this situation, but this is being recorded in November. And thank goodness, things are a little bit better. I'm in South Carolina. I'm not sure where you are, but we, I, I can go back to the gym. I can get outside. You know, here's some options. Online classes. There's tons of that out there. And then what about free content? Let's just say you're somewhere. It's super snowy. It's freezing cold. Outside is not an option for you. Going to the gym is not an option for you. You have been laid off. Your income is low. You're just like bare bones. Do you have internet or do you have data on your phone? There is free content on YouTube. Anything you can come up with, type it in. Number four, I love this one volunteer or serve others. It is so amazing when we begin to serve other people. It does something in our minds and our bodies that just brings such joy. And this can lift our spirits. How about make cards for seniors in nursing homes? Maybe adopt a local teen in high school for their senior year to encourage them, mentor them, help them. You know, maybe there's some that are lower income in your in your area. Or maybe there's just some that like, it's been, I know that our schools did this this past year because they were shut down for their graduation. Just like really like celebrating them and maybe finding out what their favorite things are, their favorite restaurants and putting together a little gift basket. Like how cool is that to some kid in your town that you really don't even know? Like you know of them because you're friends on Facebook or you've seen them in the next door app or whatever. We are we are very capable in connecting in groups. That's the great thing about the that great thing about social media. It has brought such great connections and friendships that I have chosen to um, to work on and connect with. So that's so cool. You could do that. You could actually mentor a child. I know that they have like this, um, in our town, they have this like buddy connection where when schools, when you could, you would go in once a week and they would have, through some sort of organization, you could match up with a student and go be a mentor and just spend time with them at lunch and pour into them and love on them. Well, maybe that's a virtual option right now. You know, maybe check with your local schools, your private schools, your churches, whatever. 
Post in your neighborhood app, is there anyone homebound or that has health issues that needs some grocery shopping help or that needs any kind of help? Maybe they need some updated cleaning supplies or um, just toiletries and things like that. Like it's so fulfilling when we serve. Number five, take a flipping social media break. Can I get an amen? Listen, I know we hear this all the time and let me celebrate social media. There are so many good things I just mentioned. Like I have really, listen, some of my best friends I have never seen in person. We've connected online and we have nurtured and grown this relationship that we have because we've taken it off of just the social media platforms to where we're just like commenting and liking, but we've really connected and we have a Voxer chat. We chat, you know, on text, we have each other's phone numbers. We've done Zooms where we can like just hang out face to face and talk. So that is so doable. But what does it mean to take a break? I don't know. What does that mean for you? How much time are you spending on it? And let me ask you something to think about. So when you're on it, I want you to assess your mind and your body and ask yourself, what feeling am I creating in me by sitting here and scrolling? Is it because I'm bored and so I'm just feeling this void of like nonsense in my brain? And when you're doing that, what's it actually creating for you? So if it's helping with the boredom, then what? Are you feeling positive and encouraged by it? Is it bringing you joy? Is it helping you grow? Or is it making you feel jealous? Are you envious? Are you questioning your friends because of their political views or their comments? Are you judging others naturally? Because... Our brains are made that way. You know that, right? You are not able to say, I am not able to say that I am not a judgmental person (laughs) in the sense that literally our brains are wired to make judgments. Now we get to choose where that goes and how we're going to address it within ourselves. So what's it doing? Do you need a time block? Do you need to go out on the go off of it on the weekends? That's what I do on Friday nights. I take the apps off my phone, and actually, I haven't even I haven't even added one of them back on. And this is Monday around ten a.m. Um, sometimes I will go into my group. I'll get on my laptop and check my Set Free Sisterhood group on Facebook just to make sure. Um, but my messenger is always available, so I know if somebody needs me. They can get to me there, they can get to me through my email address, or they can text me. So I completely just take it off, and it's so refreshing. Just for example, this weekend, it was awesome. I spent the entire day with my youngest daughter. She needed some clothes, and we spent the whole day just relaxing together, just shopping. We had some lunch. We did some Christmas shopping too, like some decorating and got some, it was fun getting creative with her and seeing the things that she liked. 
And, you know, before I kind of would have been like taking pictures or updating my story or, you know, just any downtime, grabbing my phone and clicking that little blue square, you know, like we do it and don't even realize it. Then yesterday, I had a great morning at church, came home, had a great lunch with my family, and then spent most of the rest of the day decorating the house up and down in the attic, you know, putting up some of the the uh, fall stuff, bringing into the the Christmas tree and the new ornaments I got. And it was so awesome. And yes, I did a little Snapchat video and shared that of my living room and got my, you know, it's just so cozy. But I was so focused on my family and my home. It really grounded me and helped me even reconnect to them. Because during the week, it gets crazy, y'all. You know, we all, most of us, have some sort of job. If not, we're at home as our job, raising our kids, doing e-learning, whatever. And the weeks get busy and sometimes we can pop in some time and, you know, spend little nuggets of time. But I believe that the weekend, and I will always prioritize that, things come up and they'll, you know, things are going to happen occasionally on the weekends. But for most, most of the time, like that is the time to step away and really just zone in on your family. Okay. Now, I may be talking to someone who is in this category where you're feeling extremely lonely. And why? Because you're not living with any family members. You are living alone. And I hear you and I see you. I cannot relate to you personally, not in this season. I can relate to you a long time ago when I had my own place. I lived into an apartment for a long time by myself. I lived in a home by myself for a long time. And there were seasons I did go through loneliness. And then there were also seasons where I did pursue relationships, but most of them had to do with going out and eating and drinking. And we know that's not happening now either. So back to my point, when we remove social media, it just frees us up to really spur on that real-time friendships, maybe take those people that you've sort of been chatting with on there and pull it over to a personal chat. Just start talking and saying, hey, here's my situation right now. I really relate to you and I love looking at your stuff and your family or I love that you love to read or whatever it is that has connected you with these people. Be looking for them and then message them. I'm going to say more than likely they're going to be super willing to talk and chat back with you. And then what else does it do? It enhances your creativity. When we get our eyeballs and our brains off of all this screen time, it enhances creativity, which will enhance all these other things on the list. It's going to open up your ideas in your mind for what ways you can move, what ways you can volunteer, and all those good things. All right, last one, number six. What about a pet rescue? If you are alone... What about going to your local humane society or your local foster program, either adopt a pet or foster a pet? Pets, I mean, that would probably could be a whole different episode on the amazing health benefits from owning a pet. Now, there are stress-related ones too. Do not to get to me wrong, let me tell you, when we had our puppies and you're dealing with poop and pee and you care about how your house looks, it's super stressful, but they are so loving and caring. And if you're by yourself, I guarantee you, I actually have a client right now 
who's in her 70s, and if it weren't for her dog, she says, she would be in a big old mess during this because she has not had human contact. She has seen her neighbor. She's been able to do a drive-by with some grandkids, and I think finally they had like a little outdoor cookout, which has been so good for her. But for the most part, throughout this first chunk of this year, it was just her and her doggie. And to have that living, breathing animal connected to her has been huge for her wellness. So what about doing that? You know, what about taking just taking one in? And if you don't feel like that's a really smart or wise thing for you to do right now, there are tons of volunteer options. If you can get out and go to these rescues or even the humane societies and places like that, a lot of times they're just looking for volunteers. Now, it's messy, but it will get you out and it will get you around them and it will get you some other forms of life in your circle. All right. So I hope those have helped. And just one more thing while we finish up. It's interesting how this has gone longer than I expected to, but You know, that's what happens when you get really passionate about something. And I just, I want this to be an episode where you just like, I want you to be seen. I want you to hear this and be seen wherever you are in your journey this year, wherever you are in your season of loneliness. I want you to know that someone sees you. I, I see you, even though I don't know you. I'm lifting you up in prayer. I know that my heavenly father sees you and he is there for you. And I want you to keep in mind as we finish up that the enemy wants to keep us isolated. That is so, so good for him, especially if you are a believer, because you're not, you're not walking in your God's will for your life if you're stuck and you're isolated and you're not showing up how he's designed you to show up. It's keeping you in the darkness with whatever you're coping with, whether it be alcohol or other things. And that's exactly where he wants us. And if you are a believer in Jesus, you know this is true. I also see that sometimes, just sometimes, and I hope this isn't you, that we make excuses that suit our behavior to relate to the circumstances that we're in. We intentionally, we just sit in it and stay stuck. We say, well, this is just the way it is, and this is my life, so this is how I'm going to behave, and this is just how it is. It's uncomfortable to be there Because if it wasn't, you wouldn't be here listening. You wouldn't be, say, raising your hand, saying, see me, see me. Thank you for seeing me. I'm uncomfortable. But then it's too, it's not as comfortable. It's to come unstuck. So there's this battle going on. So I just want to encourage you, whatever it takes, do something. Do not allow the circumstances of this year and this world and the enemy to keep you trapped the rest of this year. It is November, ladies. We are almost through the years and we can look forward to next year like we can look forward to tomorrow. But we know we're not promised anything. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised next week. So what are you going to do today today? to surrender to the process of 
heart change so that you can get out of loneliness. This is not where you're designed to live. If you need me, you know where to find me. I'm open to help you one-on-one and I cannot wait to meet you. Until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.